United Airlines has jumped a few dollars after earnings. Let's take a look why in today's episode of Buy or Pass. Hey guys, my name's Jose and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get in for new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. So for United Airlines, we're going to take a look at two files today. First, we're going to take a look at the files that they posted on their investors relations website. The second file is going to be on their transcript. I already took the liberty of reading both files and I highlighted all the important information, all the highlights that I think are important for this earning and for upcoming earnings. So hopefully you guys don't have to spend the the hour and a half or so reading through this material and finding finding the key points. I've already done it for you. All right, guys. So the first thing I highlighted was that the company remains confident that it will deliver on its long-term adjusted earnings per share targets of ten to twelve dollars in two thousand and nineteen, eleven to thirteen dollars in twenty twenty. Just to keep you guys in perspective, I pulled out this year's earnings per share and it's nine dollars and eighty-five cents. So even if we average, if we average two thousand and nineteen, it would be eleven dollars, and two thousand and twenty would be twelve dollars. This company is expected to keep growing its revenue for the next two years. So that's definitely a great thing to see, and that's one thing I always like to see in a company. The next few things I have highlighted are first the expanding pre-tax margin increase one point eight percent compared to the first quarter of two thousand eighteen. This is just telling me this company has done some form some form of, of smart decisions to be able to save more of the money it's making. It's reduced the cost in some of its operations, so now it's keeping an extra 1.8% compared to last year of 2018. Again, total passenger revenue increased 7.1% versus the quarter, right? So they're making more money from their passengers. The only thing I'm worried about uh, at the moment, we, we don't see it right as revenue is still increasing, but how much revenue increase per passenger will be too much before passengers start switching in airlines. So that's just one thing to keep in mind of, but it's pretty good to have an increase of 7.1% compared to the first quarter of 2018. This company is repurchasing stock in the first quarter of 2019 it bought 527 million dollars worth of stock at an average price of 83.68 i think it's right now about 88 dollars so this company is even making money in investment the company continues to talk about how it did so well in this financial quarter which they made important progress on customer investments while making strategic decisions to manage their costs and producing a pre-tax margin growth. With this pre-tax margin growth, they expect to lead their peers, which means they'll be collecting, they'll be making more money compared to their peers just because of that pre-tax margin growth. So we'll take a look at how how that margin growth is affected in the next in the next episode where we take a look at their financial sheets. And for this reason, they're very confident that they will reach their adjusted their long-term adjusted earnings per share targets that they shared to us last year. And those are the actual numbers I shared with you guys at the beginning for 2019, 2020. 
Next, we'll just talk about some of the quarters, um, highlights from 2019 first quarter. They flew the most revenue passengers ever for a first quarter in company history, and despite weather challenge first quarter, achieved the second highest main line on-time departure rate performance versus the Right, this company is still having a lot of passengers fly in, and it's the for, they flew the most passengers for this quarter in company history. Company that is not shortage of passengers. It's good that they're able to maintain their airlines on time, which means less angry customers, more returning customers. They also broke ground on a state-of-the-art technical operations center in Los Angeles that will enable the airline to provide exceptional service for all its aircraft fleets. That's a great thing. To, I'm not sure where else they have any state-of-the-art operation centers, but it's nice to have one at the coast where they probably do a lot of out of traveling this would allow the, the, the company to service its, its fleets whenever needed next we'll talk about customer experience so the two things I highlighted here is the first is they introduced the reimage mobile app so they, they did put money in their application just to help make the experience better for customers at this stage of age where everything is phone dependent I do think it's very good for a company to have a strong application. It's definitely something customers nowadays take a look at. If um, if they don't think you have, if a customer feels like your application is not easy to use, it can actually be a reason why they go to another company. So I think it's great that they're investing, they're investing money in their application. And the second thing is they offer. This was. They became the first airline to offer nine binary gender options throughout all booking channels. So this is more of a social issue and the actual issue itself, it's important, but I think the main thing for our company is right now we're in, living in an age of airline business where social issues have become a very important aspect in the customer's relation to the company. So this would definitely drive more customers to it just because they have they have mentioned this issue, right? They have talked about it and they're doing something about it, which is gonna get more customers to come on them just because that like I mentioned, social issues are definitely playing a big role in what cust in what companies customers go to. Next in the network, we um they talk about how they've they're still increasing the amount of services, hubs and and routes they announced 11 new domestic routes they've also filled an application with the US State Department of Transportation to increase the total of six daily non-stop flights to Tokyo from six airline hubs so again company knows where where to fly it looks like Tokyo right now is a great place to, to make more money so they're trying to increase their flights to Tokyo at the moment and like always they they're, they're still increasing domestic routes they began new service from four hubs to 18 cities both states one providence and launched new non-stop seasonal services between san francisco and amsterdam like i mentioned this company is increasing the routes more routes means more passengers are going to go with them which means more revenue at the end so this this i think that was the last thing i yep that was the last thing i took from them next we'll take a look at the uh at the earnings transcript 
And here I don't have much either. For this first thing, they do mention from an operation perspective, this was not an easy quarter, especially considering the harsh winter and that they also granted the Max Max 9 Boeing Airlines several other events. This is this is pretty confident for me. It's giving me it's giving me a good vibe for the company. Even though it wasn't an easy quarter for them, they were able to earn, beat earnings. They were able to increase their margins. They were able to have the highest revenue in passengers compared to any quarter one history. And they're still, and it was all during a harsh winter weather and during the whole granting of the Max Max Nine Airlines. So imagine if everything was going smoothly, how well this company could have been doing. So to me, that is definitely a big plus. The next thing we have is, again, they're talking again about their implementation to new technology. So this is not on the, their applications. This is more of, of a lean for them. They are pioneering the implementation of a new technology called, called Dynamic Departure, which empowers frontline employees real-time data they need to make informed decisions on whether to hold a flight for a customer rushing to a connecting flight. This technology identifies flights for connecting customers who will be arriving a little late, where we have the opportunity to make up time in flight, still arrive on time, and wait for the connecting customer of the closing door and disconnecting them. This is a great thing, right? So this allows, if there's a customer flying in airplane A, and they need to make, and their, their connecting flight is, is flight B. If flight B was was estimated to leave. Next, the company goes and talks on about this new technology, which they call dynamic departure. Something they've been testing out in Denver, and it and is expected to save hundreds of connecting customers per day when fully rolled out. So the way this dynamic departure works is, let's say you're in flight A, and you need to connect to flight B, but flight A is running a little light, a little late, if flight B is able, if this, this technology will, will tell the, the flight attendants and the crew if they wait for flight A, if flight B waits for flight A, will they be late or not? And if they will not be late, they will continue to wait for you. And like this, will not miss your flight and they will still make it on time and everybody's happy. This is definitely a great way. And they've been testing this in Denver like I said, they expect to save hundreds of connecting customers per day when fully rolled out. And again, happy customer means a returning customer and means more revenue for the company. What else we have here, we'll talk about the MAX aircraft. On March 13, FAA announced the decision to ground them. They have a total of 14 aircraft on fleet. This represents only 1.4% of their capacity at the moment, the grounding has not affected them that much, but as the days go on and on, this impact will continue to grow. But they have been focused on caring for their customers whose travels plans were impacted. Finally, the last thing we do, again, talking about the shareholder repurchase, they purchased $527 million of shares in the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, they still have $1.2 billion left to repurchase, to repurchase and plan to continue to increase their share repurchases. 
All right, guys, so those were the main highlights I got from their earnings call, their transcript, and the information they provided to their shareholders. I want to know, what did you guys get the most out of, the, out of this earnings? Make sure to post it in the comments below. And again, don't forget to subscribe to the channel to get updates on new videos and other episodes. On the next part, I'm going to talk about more of their actual numbers opposed to what the company is doing with the money. So we'll take a look at Lacey at Bay next to, to see where the company is actually doing um, money related. Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.